Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. All right, this uh, may seem a little different because I, in fact, am not Todd. I have been on the Toddcast a couple times, but I am indeed his younger brother, Eric. So the origins of this would be yesterday, which I won't give a date. You'll just be asking yourself this into oblivion, what date this was actually recorded on. Uh, Todd and I actually were going to discuss just general topics for his Toddcast. Uh, from the sounds of it, he has uh, used up some of his backlog, and we need to create some more backlog. So there's no easier way than just to jump, jump on a, uh, you know, a call, record it, and just shoot the breeze, and hope that we have an interesting enough conversation to um, jo- let others join in on their commute wherever. The problem is we had probably three or four just general technical difficulties before this, before we were able to do anything. Uh, generally, uh, the app that we use, I didn't have the newest version. Uh, my cell phone service is awful. My home internet service is awful. So while we're trying to talk, uh, one of us sounds like we're a robot. The other one sounds like we're being, um, you know, held under a faucet. And after that, we just decided to call each other on the phone and talk like human beings and not really worry about if other people could uh, eavesdrop into our conversations. So with that being said, I would listen to uh, his episode today and said, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, the brotherly thing to do would be to help Todd uh, with his backlog and have some episodes out there for when he is super busy that he can just throw out there uh, that are not time relevant. And I promised I would help him, but technology got in the way. But guess what? We will prevail. And I'm going to do something that has yet to be done. And this might never be published. Um, For someone that's not super vain or egotistical, he might not want someone to go on a rant for at least 30 to 40 minutes about his life or my thoughts about his life. And that's what I'm going to do because the Toddcast typically is an autobiography, uh, audio version. And I'm going to make this a biography version. This is the Toddcast as told by Eric Hersey, and this will talk about the life and times of one Todd Hersey through my eyes. Now, I'm not a storyteller uh, as much as Todd is. I also hope not to um everyone to death like Todd does, but I will uh you to death uh, as of right there. It is my filler word, so please apologize and in the light of the of how uh, we brothers work, I will also be pacing, probably talking with my hands, and also multitasking. I will not be driving, so you will not hear horns or you know the uh, you know the the breeze hitting our window. But you might hear some children asking for breakfast. Uh, you might hear some dogs barking at the neighbors, and you'll definitely hear me either typing or clanging with uh, silverware or laundry or what have you uh, that I'm doing at the moment. So. We shouldn't have to worry about internet because I'm using just a fancy little voice recorder on my phone. So unless the phone dies or my AirPods die, we should be okay. So there's the metadata for you. So let's talk about Todd. So Todd is officially 10 years older than I am. Um, as, as he mentioned, he was born on Easter. I was born in October of 1984. So that would give him um, about 10 year jump on me. And I can't say that I remember anything of our youth up until maybe maybe his eighth grade, ninth grade. 
uh, years. Um, and that is when I do recall, uh, you know, we shared a room and he probably was in high school. My earliest, my earliest thoughts were number one, he's passed off the love of Star Wars. So the fact is I knew for a fact that although I don't remember many memories of him early on in my youth, I definitely remember playing with every single one of his toys. So he passed down all of his Star Wars toys and there was a mighty collection, a very strong collection of Star Wars toys along with, you know, the spacecrafts and, um, and so forth. I remember get, him getting a Rancor. So whatever year that was, I definitely remember him getting that. And I remember that was super awesome to put the uh, pig guy, uh, which he'll be able to rattle off the actual real alien species name, but it actually fit in his hand and you could actually put him in the Rancor's mouth. And that was one of the coolest toys ever. Uh, but I remember that coming out like in the night or him getting that like late, like it wasn't the time that the movie came out. Um, and I also remember playing with all his uh, He-Man toys, which like he had two Castle Grey Skulls, which was awesome. Uh, so we played with all those uh, or I played with those. I mean, these were where he's probably in high school. And my earliest memories is he was big into art or drawing. He was, you know. The whole D&D &D stuff was sure I was sure was happening, but I was too young to understand what the hell that was. And as um, I was essentially brainwashed that that was awful stuff, Dungeons and Dragons. I do recall like um, him getting busted for having D&D &D books on maybe under his mattress or so forth because it was the same room. Uh, hopefully I didn't have anything to do with that uh, where like, you know, I pulled one out or whatever while I was searching. But I doubt that was the case. I But I do remember Todd it had awesome, awesome toys. And I benefited from playing with all those toys uh through the years he also got um sec tours by coleco and that those were great toys and mostly they were great because we had an old vhs tape uh from probably like the late 80s that was real fuzzy and recorded from an antenna uh from a pittsburgh station so i mean it was it was kind of like snowy picture but you could make it out and it was the he-man's christmas special and the commercials are kept in there and like every other commercial is this saga of uh, the sectors by Coleco. And these were like He-Man-esque toys. Uh, and those were like fantastic because they were these giant bugs and so forth. And I just remember those were really cool uh, toys that I played with. So my earliest memories is probably like my childhood was really like a second childhood of his because I played with all his toys. I didn't really get new ones until maybe like mid nineties or so forth. And I started getting my wrestling figures and power Rangers and so forth. But my, my, I can actually relate to a seventies kid because I played with star Wars toys, the original Kenners and He-Man toys just as much as he probably did. But I all, you know, I got them all at once. Basically once I was old enough, I had this collection. So he has probably way better memories of actually opening up and receiving one by one and creating a collection. So that is my earliest memories of, I guess, related to Todd. So he was probably, um, I'm guessing this is high school. So I remember him being super into like drawing. He got a cool like art table desk. I remember that. That was pretty awesome. Uh, I do remember his doodles were pretty uh, intense and great. And I'm um, not sure that I was trying to emulate him, but I definitely was a doodler and, and drew myself. I don't think I've ever got to the point where Todd was. You know, I might be a better graphic artist on a computer, but he is by far the better artist in terms of using a pencil and pen. And like he mentioned before, I think he was uh, into drafting and architecture or whatever that would be. So I do remember some of that stuff. I remember him having like roles of, um, you know, 
the, the blueprints or so forth. And I just remember like, what the heck's that? And I thought that was pretty cool. And at some point in time, I was like, maybe that's what I want to do. Uh, so kind of influenced on that. I never took that up. And I don't think I have the attention to detail to worry about, you know, especially with home products or like projects now, like an eighth of an inch doesn't mean crap to me. I'm like, whatever, just close enough. And that actually makes a huge difference when you uh, do that kind of stuff. So um, the other thing that I really strongly remember is his um, comic books. So I don't know exactly when he started with comics, but he had tons of them. I'm talking uh, in he's referenced these long white boxes full of comics. And he like take took really nice care of them. He had the like plastic sleeves or the plastic like over uh, you put them in there and then there's like a hard back backing and he had them all organized and, you know, almost as if you went to a comic sh store and you wanted to look for like certain issues and stuff. So he had a bunch of Star Wars ones. I don't remember ever reading them, his comics. I do remember um, he had a guy named Deathlock and was really into Deathlock. And maybe there was some that was hardware from the DC, which was like the DC universe Deathlock. And I do remember those. Um, and this really transitions into my what my comic books were, which were trading cards. So probably one of my earliest memories with Todd was actually he would take me to, which would essentially been a comic book store, but I remember them as like trading card stores or conventions. I have no clue where this is, but I do re distinctly remember going, it seemed like out in the middle of nowhere and it was just a room and it would have been like the early stages of like a little convention. And I'm talking, it wasn't very large at all. But there were just tables wrapped around the room and in the middle where people you went booth to booth and people were selling unique cards and or comics and action figures. And I do remember he bought like some of the bounty hunters that he probably didn't have or maybe that were in better shape uh, for the Star Wars. And I remember getting a crap ton of cards and that was on his dime because obviously I didn't work. I was, you know, very young and he might have just got a job or had a job. And I'm not sure who drove there. It might have been one of his buddies. Uh, might have been his girlfriend at the time, but I do remember that was um, and that was probably my first uh, stance with like a comic book, like convention or convention in general. And that was pretty cool. So that was a memory of mine. And I also remember going to Bridgeport where uh, Bridgeport, Ohio, a little uh, city or village, I should say. And there was a store that was a comic book store. And I remember going there and I bought a bunch of, or he bought me a bunch of cards. Uh, some of those were Animaniacs. I remember getting a pack of Animaniacs cards, which seems ridiculous. And then I remember getting a crap ton of Saved by the Bell cards. Uh, to this day, I still have all these cards in a U.S. Uh, PS box somewhere in the basement. And I, I didn't just collect like comic book cards. I was more into, I mean, I collected all types of cards. So I had basketball, football, baseball and all that. But these cards were like hard to get. You didn't see these all the time. So I do remember getting like a crap ton. And he bought all the Star Wars ones, obviously. And then I, and, and a lot of Marvel. And I remember there were a lot of cool Marvel cards. And he gave me all his doubles. So that's a win-win situation. So those were some of my earliest memories. Um, and then I think the next phase was probably when he was moving out and going to the Navy. And this sounds ridiculous, but this is actually when people talk about taking family vacations. This is the closest, closest I can relate to as a child taking a family vacation or that feeling of going on a trip. I remember <laughs> distinctively going to the Pittsburgh airport to take Todd so he can go to the base. And that was a big deal. <laughs> um, and I also remember, and I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't Pittsburgh, maybe it was Cleveland. Either way, I remember going up to Lake Erie 
because at that time, my dad has never would he, he mentioned many times that he's never seen a body of water that he couldn't see all the way across. And Lake Erie was the first time. So I remember being there with my dad and that probably I would almost assume that there was some reason why we had to go up there. And you know what? Coming back, that was when he went to Akron. I bet that's exactly what it was. So when he went to Akron, that was like a little trip. And I remember dropping him off at his dorm. And I remember his dorm had like these really cool graffiti um, like pictures on the floors. And I thought that was really super cool. And that was the first time I remember ever like seeing something like that at college campus or whatever. And I remember dropping him, him off there. And I remember going to the Pittsburgh airport. And of course the Pittsburgh airport was important to me because that was the first CD I officially bought on my own, which was a uh, weird Al Yankovic's bad hair day from their little store. And which kind of talks, we'll take a little step back that Todd is probably, if there was something that he's influenced me a lot. Um, number one, I do think I get my like, not nerd culture, but like I wouldn't got into Star Wars or Marvel probably if I didn't have those hand-me-downs or passed down. And I probably wouldn't like the, uh, at least a section, a section of the music that I like uh, if it wasn't for him. So I do remember, and I don't know how much like he'll take credit or, or even admit to this because, uh, but he, at some point in time, he was big into Weird Al and I have all of his Weird Al um, albums, which were cassette tapes back then. And uh, I inherited those and basically listen to the crap out of them. And to this day, I think he bought up until he bought up until uh, album, maybe like 92, which was off the deep end. After off the deep end, I bought all the albums and I have all those now. And I don't know if he's a fan of any current work. I don't think he is because what his secondary, like he's in the classic rock and no, I know he's a big Zeppelin fan and, and we talk music quite frequently, but there was a mid stage, which he's, he's alluded to like a grunge phase. And I do remember like he must've had REM like losing my religion and like uh stand. And I, because I, I remember those songs uh playing in our room that, you know, we shared briefly uh, and I have strong memory. And I obviously like a lot of that music now. And I don't think I would have, you know, in 91, I was in first grade. I don't think I was listening to Nirvana or, you know, REM or, you know, Soundgarden, anything like that. So just, you know, you're very much influenced by music you hear, even though you don't know it or conscious of it. So I would give Todd strong, um, at least a section of my musical taste. They're very small. He introduced the Weird Al, so that brings probably a lot of my quirky and like humor, and then uh, some of the better '90s music that I appreciate to this day. Um, I would give him credit for. So we dropped him off. So he was gone. I mean, I remember him coming in maybe once or twice from when he was in the Navy. You know, and those were always nice because you know it's cool when you have an older brother that actually has money. And I'm young enough that I'm not super expensive, you know, and we weren't really like flowing in money. So if Todd came in, it's that whole like you can spoil your younger brother because you have, you know, even if you're not making like tremendous amounts of money, like, you know, when someone give me a birthday card and had a dollar in it, like I'd be excited. You know, if five dollars is like, wow, like this is great. You know, so Todd coming around and even buying me anything was money that like you just didn't get toys or trading cards or get to go to a movie or anything like that. You know, my sister Dawn did it briefly when she was in town. And I think my sister Crystal and I were too close um, in age that we kind of started making money at the same time. But I do remember Crystal uh, and her husband, Tim, would bring me food when they went out to eat on Fridays. And they always made, Tim, I, I hear Tim always made sure to leave me some um, extras and say, you know, take that home to your brother. And so I do, um, I do appreciate my family members for, you know, doing the, 
the nice thing to the younger sibling in the family. But I do recall Todd every time coming in, um, doing something. And I can't say if it was a movie or I can't say if it was some, but it seemed like he did take time out, which was very nice, especially when you think of uh, like an 18, 19, 20 year old, um, like being cool to someone 10 years younger. So that was pretty cool. So I think that just in general shows that, you know, even if he had a rough exterior at the time, he still was pretty darn nice. And to this day, I think it's the same. So he was, so these are moments like Todd kind of disappeared uh, from my viewpoint, because let's say, face it, I'm growing up as a, a teenager and I don't give a crap about anybody. Um, and he was in the Navy and all around the world and I'm just doing my thing and, you know, worrying about, you know, at the time I was probably worrying more about like what's going on in pro professional wrestling and then slowly started worrying about what's going on in, you know, sports and then slowly worrying what's going on at, you know, parties and or, you know, really backyard wrestling became like my big thing. Uh, and I remember Todd maybe at, talking to to me once about that. Um, and I don't remember even how I explained it and or what the time frame was. So I'm going to skip to like the next memory is probably like in 2000 when my dad died. He came in uh, at the time. I couldn't tell you if he was still in the Navy. I think he was living in Florida. Um, could be. He might not be. I don't know. But that was like one of the next memories is that he came in. And, you know, I do recall him looking completely different you know, completely different style, which is, which is one cool thing about Todd is like, he switches it up very frequently. Like the last time I saw him, he, he, uh, you know, had his hair in ponytail and, or like slick back. And the time before that, he had a giant wizard beard that my, uh, my son and daughter like really enjoyed. And so he switches up his style, which is like awesome, you know, uh, to have that freedom, uh, whether it be your job or your spouse or just to be like, Hey, you know what? I feel like growing my hair long, or I feel like shaving it all off because, you could not, I mean, I think every single time I saw him uh, throughout like that period of time, he would look totally different, whether he had a beard, tattoos, whatever. So he did come in for my dad's uh, funeral and I don't recall too much, but obviously that was like a rough time for everybody. So I don't know uh, too many memories. Um, the next time I do recall talking to him was probably about 2002. And uh, this was two years later. He was definitely in Florida. And definitely married, I believe, at the time. And this was probably the most important, whether he knows it or anybody knows it, probably the most important conversation I've had. Because in 2002, I was deciding what the hell I was going to do after high school. And um, without a father figure to talk to, and my mom just didn't nece wasn't necessarily the person to give me career advice, uh, considering she's, you know, she was a stay-at-home mom for most of her life and just started to get back in the workforce right before my dad died. Um, so I asked my brother who I always thought was, you know, super smart. Like, I don't know. It's all relative. He seems smart to me, but you know, was he, uh, yeah, I think he was, but for the most part at the time, I'm like, I don't know why we talked on the phone or whatever. I remember sitting in a kitchen and I was like, dude, what should I, you know, should I go to a four year school? Should I go to college? Should I just work? Whatever. And he kind of gave me advice, like, because I could have went to technical college for free because of the um, scholarship or the grant money that was associated. And at that time, I knew I liked websites. And he says, you know what? It's a piece of paper. And if you can go for free, like do that. And at any point in time, you can transfer out to a four-year. So why go to a four-year just because everyone else is doing it when you're going to have to pay for that? And, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's about what you can do. And if you have a piece of paper that says you graduated with this degree, 
a lot of times they don't care or people aren't going to look at it and say, okay, well, you know, was it this little, you know, college that seems, you know, Akron University, like, or, or a high university or, you know, a high university Eastern, all four-year colleges, but like when it comes down to it, who cares? You know, whether you graduated from Belmont Technical College, it's going to come down to your portfolio and like, do you have a piece of paper? Did you complete something? And if you can't get a job, then, then you pay for it. And I took that decision. And to this day, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't um, be able to make a living on my own and have the, you know, freedom or the skill set to do what I'm doing right now. So I think that was probably one of the, and, you know, at the time, I'm not saying Todd ever turned into a fatherly figure. He was always just like the older brother. Through time, he became more of like the wise older brother. And then slowly, we, you know, in age, we became more like real brothers where like we bounce ideas off each other and we take each other's wisdom for what it is. Because even though that 10 year gap is still there, it's just like, well, we both lived a decent amount, you know, on this earth and we both have, you know, interesting viewpoints and we bounce those off. And that's why, you know, good relationship there. So the next time, so, I mean, we went years without talking and that's just Todd. He will be the first to admit that like he sucks at picking up a phone. He's not, you know, someone that's going to do that. I'm typically good at that, but early in the years, like I'm not going to do that when I was 16, 17, 18, 19. Like I just didn't talk to people on the phone. Um, plus back then, you know, long distance probably still actually was a thing. So he's in Florida. So, um, the next time really, I got a call out of the abrupt, um, uh, from Todd, I think I was at work. I was working at a place called Teletech, which was a call center and I was a manager. So I was, I had pretty much freedom there to do whatever I want. And I remember getting a call and it was just like, Hey, I'm coming in and wasn't really super detailed about it, but I don't know if I picked him up. I think I did. I think it might've been my sister, but I do definitely remember him coming in. And I was like, at this time, my wife and I were married. Todd wasn't able to come in on the wedding, but he was invited. Um, and he, I know he, he, you know, talks about how, you know, he uh, regrets not coming in and it's not a big deal. Like I don't hold any remorse or regrets. I understand how stuff works. Uh, so, but I think that was the last time I talked to him and this was just like a, an abrupt, like, Hey, you know, I'm coming back to the Valley and didn't really ask questions, but was there. And I, I either picked him up. I definitely know I saw him. Yeah, you know, it was on Mother's Day, I think it was. And, and I think um, I think it was like my wife's first or second Mother's Day. It was a big deal. And I went and, you know, I went and picked him up. And I remember getting a little bit of grief about that of like, you know, you haven't talked to your brother. And it, I think it's a difficult thing to understand when you come from like a close relationship or people that talk frequently, which was her family. You know, like we live right next to her mom and stuff where I can go months upon months without talking to my family and like nothing is said or happens just the way we were, you know, I guess brought up or like our different. So I remember that being like, you know, I spent the time to go out to the airport and get him, but I think all things turned out well. And he actually moved with my sister. And, uh, I remember like, that was pretty cool at the time for me. I mean, selfishly, because it's like, all right, here's my brother. Now we're both adults. You know, I have a kid and he's, you know, working down the street or he's living down the street. And like, I remember him coming up and we played like Lego Star Wars video games and we played rock band or something like that. And he'd just come up and we'd just hang out, which was the first time I think ever. So at that point in time, we probably realized we were pretty damn similar, um, which is the whole like nature and nurture argument that always happens. It's like, all right, so is it the fact that we had the same upbringing, even though it was similar, like he had it a lot harder than I did because he couldn't get away with the shit that I got away with. Um, sorry, now this is an explicitive, uh, podcast cause use the S word. So, um, either way. So like, um, but we are super similar and even to this day, like 
he'll do a podcast. I'm like, wow, that's exactly how I think about something. Or like, oh my goodness, I struggle with the same kind of concepts. And I talk to him all the time. And that's why we're like, you know, collaborate. And we always come up with grand ideas. And of course, the, the grand ideas always turn into something, you know, I'm super like, everything has to be perfect from the get go. And that always halts progress. But you know, it's cool that we can talk and, uh, you know, and that was the first time I think we actually had that. And then he moved out to Columbus, but we still stayed pretty close because Columbus is only two hours away. And I, you know, having a kid, we had forced reasons to get together because now it's like, we're going to celebrate Christmas. And yes, you can come and watch my kid open presents. Uh, or you can give my kids presents or like birthdays and stuff. We're like, we're adults half the time. Maybe you get together on holidays, but I think getting a kid involved gives like more excuses to like get together. So then I would see him multiple times a year. And, you know, it seemed, it wasn't so much like, every three years we're going to talk or something like that. So we got together and then uh, it was awesome when um, he got together with Abby and they, you know, ended up getting married and so forth. And, you know, now we have a larger family to celebrate with and uh, more people in common to talk with. And, you know, and you see him, you know, thriving and great, you know, great family and like just looks, you know, great uh, in general on, you know, as a, as a family man and you, you see him, you know, playing games and stuff like that. So it's, it's really cool. And I'm not saying this is like a great way to end a podcast, but in general, now we're pretty much modern day where like we talk. And I think this year, 2019, we went on record like we have talked and or been in like um, in each other's presence a record, you know, because now my kids are doing stuff a lot in Columbus. And if we're in Columbus, I'm like, all right, we're stopping by, you know, and they'll come in for lots of different you know, holidays and or just, you know, let's get together. And we enjoy each other's company and Todd and I always get stuck in the side of a room where we're talking about really nerdy stuff and everybody's like, all right, we're done with this conversation. And that's cool. You don't probably mesh that well with people, especially like, you know, with family, you're kind of stuck with them. But like Todd is somebody that if he wasn't my brother, I would be like, all right, that guy's super cool. I'm going to be his friend and I'm going to call him and or like I want his opinion on this or, you know, we'll talk about general stuff. And it's really funny that we don't have to, you know. Like yesterday, we were going to talk on the phone with nothing in mind. And we we're just like, yeah, we could probably fill half an hour. And as we started, we pretty much was filling about five minutes worth of complete rubbish, but entertaining rubbish. And there was nothing going to be planned. So in the future, of course, Todd and I want to actually uh, produce a podcast. And we actually did record a pilot, but I was typing so much on it. It just sounded bad. And we need to get some technical kinks taken care of, but I bought the domain names. I have the website at least set up that we can make one. And the goal of October, 2018 was like, all right, we're going to produce a podcast. And of course we thought it would be January, 2019. And now we're, you know, and I'm not giving you the date. So, uh, but we're a little past half the year and we still don't have one on air, but it will happen. I bought the podcast domain names and I have $24 tied to this project that needs to happen because I'll be hell bent if, if I'm going to lose that uh, $24. So there will be a podcast that comes out in some point in time where Todd and I will be talking collectively and not just through a biography standpoint, but giving people um, knowledge or at least um, 30 minutes of us rambling that might come out as coherent knowledge or passing that. But for the most part, I don't know if I hit my entire quota of 41 minutes, which is sometimes his commute, but I do feel like I did a decent job at giving you my biography of my relationship with Todd. Now, granted, I would love, would love for everyone to go follow his uh, Twitter handle, email him, 
I'm sure he can drop an awesome, awesome note regarding this podcast um, afterwards, maybe even right now. Yes, now now will work. Um, and fantastic uh, piece of recording there, Eric. And, and I, I love the way you queued that up. So, uh, to carry on with Eric's thread there, um, if you want to reach out to me on the Twitters, uh, it's at CastTod, C-A-S-T-T-O-D. Um, and frankly, if you want to say some kind word about words about or comments or whatever about what Eric just contributed, you can do that there too because he follows me and we'll see it. Um, if you're looking to email, it's ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com, T-O-D-C-A-S-T. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Um, and I often say, hey, yeah, if you have the Anchor app, you can leave me a voice message and I can include that in the thing. Uh, but as Eric has very cleverly demonstrated, uh, if you have a voice recorder on your phone um, that will record you know, to MP3 format, you can just do it there and then email me that audio and it all works out the same. For those of you who are not... Uh, you know, members of the Anchor community uh, on that podcasting app, etc. Just, you know, record it and send it over. Um, and we can make that work. Um, before I wrap this up, uh, a couple of comments on, you know, Eric's contribution here. Um, number one, thank you very much, Eric. This, this was, uh, you know, absolutely unsolicited. Um, as he said, we were just talking and I was talking about how I didn't have any, you know, sort of back catalog left. Um, and of his own volition, he recorded this and, you know, I was at work today and he sent me, you know, an email. He's like, you're going to want to check this out. And it's, it's fantastic. And thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's fun to hear your perspective on things. Uh, you know, with the 10 year difference, you know, I'm sure that, you know, especially in the early ages, we saw things differently and it's, it's, it's pretty cool to hear your, your side of that story. Uh, so thank you for, uh, for sharing that with us. Um, when I listened to this earlier, there were some things that I had in my brain that I was going to, to comment on or clarify or what have you. And, um, darn it if I just can't remember what they are right now. So, you know, it, it wasn't anything major. Um, it, it's it's good to be appreciated. It's good to have, uh, you know, good good friends and family, and and you, Eric, are both. And thank you very much uh, for for you know helping me out. And if you want to uh, to guest podcast, you know, here on the podcast, you just send me your episodes, and I can I can make those happen. Uh, that's this this has been awesome. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed that, uh, you know, sort of fresh take, a little, little twist on things. Um, you know, uh, thanks for joining. And until next time, I, I sincerely hope you all have a good one. And that's it.